Welcome to the Gamer Code Podcast, where we talk about all the updates in your favorite games and all the problems that go along with it. I am Dante Gaming, joined here with GP today. Unfortunately, as you might see, uh, we're missing two people, but don't worry, they will be back for more episodes. Today, we have a very interesting topic. It's uh, going to be a little widespread here, but generally we're going to be talking about gaming and how gaming affects children and how gaming affecting children affects parents. And gaming culture. And how gaming affecting children, affecting parents, affects gamers. And streamers. Full circle. YouTubers. Yeah, that was kind of uh, the full circle there. But that's uh, essentially what we're going for today. We're going to be talking about the values of gaming, the pros, the cons, everything that goes along with it. To start us off, I uh, specifically want to talk about how parents see and control their kids' gaming. Now, this is this is the part that I find very interesting. So, I took a, a small control group and asked them their opinions. I took two people. I asked two people. <laughs> a small control opinion, group, he says. Small. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I asked two people. Hi, Dad. What their opinions are. Two parents on what their opinions are about letting their kids play video games. Now, from my point of view, one parent was very open to letting their kids game. And play video games frequently. Another parent was rather strict. I'm not going to say really strict. They still let their kids play video games, but they're pretty strict on the amount of screen time they get, which I think is good. But the funny thing about this is these two very differenting parenting styles had the same opinion. That's what I want to get into. Okay. And it's kind of interesting how both of them believe that there is a certain certain point where you need to limit what they see as in the content and and the the violence the language and all that and the amount of screen time now like i said both of these agreed that that's the way to go but both still have very different parenting styles on how that is and i think it's rather interesting how there's that gray area of how people can have the same opinion but have very different meanings of that opinion yeah anything no i mean i haven't i i'm i don't really have any friends that are full-blown like parents i mean i have friends that have like small children like three and four year olds but gaming really doesn't affect them as much as it affects like five six seven eight like once you hit five years old that's when i got into gaming when the super nintendo was five years old but violence in video games was uh, very minimal. It was like, what was that? Doom? Doom was like, oh my god. And I remember <laughs> my friend gave me a copy of Diablo, and my mom was like, what the fuck is this? Um, but that, that, That's an interesting perspective, yeah. Um, uh, me personally, I also grew up gaming on a Super Nintendo, playing Mario Bros. And my entire life, uh, my parents did not want me playing Grand Theft Auto. Oh, Sam. Which... Same. For a lot of good reasons. It's a very inappropriate game. Same. But I told my mom I was an undercover cop. And I don't think she bought it. <laughs> but she let me play it. I told her it was now, me. the thing is, whereas there is a lot of inappropriate um, scenarios in that game, there's a lot of bad things in it. It's, it's an inappropriate game. It's for mature. It's rated mature, I believe, for a reason. And... Well, yeah. But think about it, though. Growing up, as a, as a kid, I didn't care about those things. So I thought it was different from me playing it. I thought it was kind of cool. You could just, you know, walk around. The biggest thing about it, when you got to understand, 
to our maybe younger audiences, open world games were not a huge thing. And no. Grand Theft Auto, it was really like the first to right. have like open world games that were very close to real human life. And so that was interesting. That's kind Fresh, of like where yeah. you start getting into I would know, like, like simulated reality. I would like to add a caveat to that for legal reasons that um, by real life, we don't mean you can go beat the shit of a prostitute or do anything that Call of Duty allows. No, I mean, like, I'm when just, you, we're, we're but, talking about genres here. We can talk just, about, like, open world. Spyro, that, I believe, is considered that, an open world I game. Think, I think but what, you're a dragon. I think what Dantic means, gems. though, is, like, back when we grew up with video games, it was very, like, you were given a task of, like, Mario, and the, the goal was to get from point A to point B without dying. And then when Grand Theft Auto came out, you could go down this road or you could hang on left and go down this road and approach from a different angle or you could do this mission or you could do that mission or you could skip all those missions and go straight down that way or you could not be on a mission just drive around on the sidewalk running over old people that's what he means by like open world there's a little more options there's a little more choices in the game you have the freedom to do whatever you want whereas i think i think mario is a very good example there where you're literally on a two-dimensional plane running from exactly. one side to even, the other even like mario 64 to an extent was a little open world ish but to an extent you still knew where you had to go you could just go fuck around in the castle yeah, my point is that it, it, it's a simulated reality, and that's something that that has always been a really cool idea. Everyone's wanted to to do. Like nowadays, we're getting into the the age of VR, where we're gonna have like true simulated realities, which I think is really really cool. I'm super excited. But like when we were growing up, that was a really cool aspect for a video game, just being able to do whatever you wanted. You know, like you know, we grew up playing Mario, Crash Bandicoot, where you were running in a straight line to an objective. You didn't get to just be a human being running around the streets, driving around in cars, doing whatever you wanted. So that was a really cool aspect. So I'm just saying, like, as a kid, I never thought, like, oh, GTA is a terrible game. It's inappropriate because there's there's sex and there's crime. No. You know, kids see the world very differently. And I, as a kid, I thought, like, oh, it's really cool. It's open world. I can go drive around in a car and, like, have fun. Yeah. And... So I think, I think to an extent, parents see games a lot differently than children do. And I'm not saying it's appropriate to let your, your eight-year-old play GTA V, but I do think that there is a, a significant difference in, in how well, the game is played. My question, though, real quick, a little off topic, is what was your first Grand Theft Auto game? San Andreas. San Andreas? Mine was Vice City. Solid. Mine was Vice City, yeah. My friend across um, the street, I still remember this day. His name was Tony. He brought it over. My mom was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, you're an undercover cop trying to bust crime lords. And she was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't really pay attention. And then we, we did whatever we wanted. But I, I didn't end up murdering people. <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, the first one I owned. Not the first one I played, but the first one I owned was San Andreas. Oh, I think the first one I owned was uh, GTA Five. Okay. I never really. The first one I've ever played was GTA 4. I'll be honest, though. I was never a huge GTA fan. I just thought it was just. I don't know. It was a cool game. It was revolutionary for its time. And I enjoyed that aspect. But for me, it was just not a good game. Well, there's a lot of aspects we can discover at a different time. But. (laughs) All right. Off the topic of GTA. Let's let's move away from GTA. That, uh, you know. 
kids see games differently than than adults do and i'm not like i said i'm not saying that it's appropriate but no we don't we don't play games the same way like kids adults we don't nothing gets played the same way well kids are very, adults are very task driven i feel kids are very like i don't know yeah try. but with that in mind, uh, we do want to talk about the violence in video games. I want to talk about violence and language. Specifically, when or should you allow your children to be exposed to that? And honestly, no one can really make that decision for you. No one's going to tell you exactly when you mm -hmm. should. But it is kind of a curious thought. You know, there's a gray area of, because people are raised differently, when they should be allowed to be exposed to that sort of thing. I, uh, me personally, I was exposed to harsh language, uh, rather young. I'm not going to say from who or where, but, um, it was apparent and, you know, especially in a public school, um, <laughs> harsh language is just a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think, you know, parents should be controlling high schoolers in telling them what games they should play. But I, I do it to an extent, you know, maybe, I don't know. My, my opinion on it is very, very, what's the way I can word this open-minded. So as a parent, you need to understand your kid's reality and your kid's perception of the world. A lot of parents back when I was a kid, you didn't have like, my mom didn't go, Hey, here's an iPad while we're driving. Here's an iPad, shut up, you know, where nowadays I see like kids getting handed iPads and they're watching TV shows in the car and they're watching TV shows on the go. Right. But nowadays that's the parenting style. So parents don't really understand their kids perception of the world. Whereas my mom knew. And like, for me, like when we were driving, it was just like me and my mom and my dad and my sister, like cruising, chatting, like we didn't have phones. Like I had a flip yeah. phone. My first phone was a flip phone. And I got that as a junior in high school. Like I didn't have access to these, like I had Game Boys, but other than that, like, and that was just Pokemon. And like that lasted maybe an hour. And right, yeah. extra let's be real. If you're driving in a car, you cannot see the screen. The no. Boy. No, you need that extra little light plugged into the top. That shit was dope. I had that little light, and so you can plug it in. But no, I still have my Game Boy Classic, the green one. But this is where it's where it's kind of funny. Is uh, you know, I it, I'm I'm in the the fucked generation, as a lot of people are starting to call it, the '95 to 2000. Uh, a lot of people are calling it that because we were right in between. You know, the, the generation above me, um, they did not have technology growing up at all. Believe it or not, I am the generation above Dantic. This man right here. <laughs> uh, but the generation below me, they grew up holding touchscreens, you know, as long as they could remember. Dude, touchscreens were crazy when I first saw them. Like, I got an iPod Touch when I was in sixth grade ipod class i got an ipod color and i was stoked <laughs> and there like of course i had other means of media before that but like i think the real when i really started to dive into the technological age was when i got the ipod touch you know when everyone got obsessed with freaking angry birds and and clash of clans oh angry birds <laughs> That that was when I sort of started to really dive into this this world of technology, and it's evolved quite a lot since then. But um, 
I think that right there is the point in a kid's life when when everything changes, technologically right. speaking, when they start interact when they have interactions with other people, and or are solely dived into just technology. And I think at that point, there's there's no there's not a lot of control there, you know, mm. especially once you start interacting with other human beings in a in a video game. No, I mean you lose. That's complete loss of control right there from parents. Yeah, like do you like <laughs> the Call of Duty lobbies back? Uh, we'll say Black Ops Two and before. Oh, Modern were... Warfare Two lobbies were where you became a man. Horrifying. <laughs> that's where you grew chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is that is at that point once you start letting your kids play that that's when you lose control nowadays it's a lot more different people are usually more relaxed in games i would say they're a lot more relaxed than uh the modern warfare 2 era but as, as soon as kids start playing video games and, and they can interact with other people that's that's full loss of control but i mean and i bring this up specifically just because like uh in in me personally, my dad is asking this question with my younger brother. He keeps asking the question of like when he should allow my younger brother to start playing more games. My other, my younger brother is very young, but my dad doesn't know what to expose him to yet because nowadays there there's so much that is out there. It's hard to judge, and uh, specifically he's just saying zombies. So I kind of want to get your opinion, GP, on this. Um, mm hmm. My brother is six. I don't know what year is it. Twenty twenty one. Just to help you out. He's five. Five. I think he's five. Either way, he's about five. Um, and my dad is hesitant about letting him play zombies. Okay. And I agree with him. I I don't believe that he should start playing. Call you, of Duty you said he, I, I'm sorry, I, I kind of ADHD'd out there for a minute. He's five? Yeah. Okay. Roughly. Okay. So, I, I mean, I here, don't know what year it is. five is a little bit young for that, I will say. But I yeah. do believe that everybody matures at their own certain age and their own certain perception of reality. So, if the kid understands that this is just zombies and this is something fun, and like, I like when you play zombies, you know, like, if you can understand that these are zombies and this is not a real world situation, this is just something fun and silly to play a part of, then by all means, like let the kid play zombies. But at five, I'd say it's a bit early. I think where, where we're at a loss right now is a lot of parents don't understand their kids' perception of reality. So like you hear it all the time where kids are like, oh, hey, like my kid, you know, my kid only got in that fight because he played uh grand theft auto and beat up a hooker right and everybody's like oh yeah that's why but you allowed him to play that game he's 14 you bought him that game you went to gamestop yeah. with all conscious and went i need to buy this game because i know for a fact gamestop or any gaming best buy any of those won't sell kids m-rated games yeah so parents that's kind of the point <laughs> parents are trying to parent Sorry, remotely the... That's, that's that's the the point I'm getting at is the the perception of their reality and it's impossible to know and that's that's what's weird is the the gray area because our parents didn't understand us fully growing up with technology and and now we have kids growing up surrounded by technology and we all have very different perceptions of reality 
these generations are are dramatically different as we all know it's quite obvious in in uh, society but it's it's so dramatically different that i don't think that that there's a any specific line and i i think it's even hard for parents to judge personally what their kids should or should not be exposed to and at what point does it does it go well they're going to be exposed to it so let them be exposed to it or helicopter parenting not letting them do anything i think what parents are trying to do is they because like, let's say, I might give two examples. You've got Billy and you've got Frankie and Billy's parents allow him to play Call of Duty, right? And Frankie's parents are like, ah, oh, that's a bit violent, buddy. Maybe we should wait until you're a little bit older. And like, and they're actually doing, you know, parenting, right? Now Frankie, now Billy's playing with friends that have Call of Duty, right? So he's playing with maybe his older brother's friends or, or other kids at his school. And his, those friends have it. And Frankie's now ostracized, right? So now Frankie's a little bit bullied because that's a, that's a huge issue in schools now is bullying, especially yeah. about video games. And so Frankie's getting bullied because he doesn't have Warzone, right? And everybody wants to play Warzone and everybody's talking about the metas and the M4 and how they got this sick snipe in this super cool clip, right? But Frankie's parents won't let him play it, so now he's ostracized. So now Frankie's parents are like, well, he's getting bullied at school. Maybe we should let him play it. They let, start letting him play it. They hear somebody say fuck, or they hear somebody say bitch, or they see blood, or they see an execution. Like some of those executions on COD, though, like to me are just kind of like merely like, ha ha ha, that's kind of funny and cool and a joke. To a parent might seem a bit violent. I've seen some, they have some pretty gnarly ones, right? We can agree that they have got some pretty gnarly executions. So yeah. I think those parents, then Frankie's parents look at that and go, well, I can't have him involved in that. So now Frankie's parents are calling up and complaining on Facebook and Twitter and calling for it to be canceled and all this bullshit because they just didn't want it to parent their kid, right? And and explain to him, hey man, like either like, hey man, like we get it. Like maybe you need new friends, like Billy's an asshole or like, hey, like you'll play COD when you're older or hey, like we understand you're playing Call of Duty. We'd like to sit down and talk to you about this, you know? These aren't real people. This is a video game, right? Because then, the, then the, the kid, okay, hey, you're playing against real people, but that's not other real people. Like in real life, if you use a gun on another person, they die. Or if you punch <laughs> something in the face, it causes pain. Where parents rather remotely parent by making, you know, Raven software change the violence or complain about it. And and that's bullshit because then See, there's- that's, that's the other thing though, is the, the actual rating violence thing. That is something that I find uh, particularly difficult. Uh, growing up, uh, me personally, I, I played a lot of mature games because a lot of them aren't as bad as the mark makes them seem to be. And so there's a huge gray area with a, uh, with a the rated M games. Because let's say uh, Mass Effect 3, it's it's a shooting game, but it's not bloody. It's really not. Isn't it? Especially because I played a lot of multiplayer. It was just, it was search and destroy. That's all it was. It was the search and destroy game mode, playing multiplayer online with other people. It's not bloody. It's just don't, shooting guns. Don't don't judge. So if you don't have a if you don't have a problem with guns, then that game is not bad at all. I grew up playing that a lot. Don't judge me, but however, there a sex scene on in the it? other side of that spectrum, you have games like Prototype. I started playing Prototype when I was like thirteen. That is a horrifically terrible game for children to play. Hundred percent. I've never played Prototype, but I've heard bad things about it. The oh, whole that the idea one the... is that you have a sickness 
or like a d zombie disease, but you're the only one who's not like an actual zombie, but you consume people for health. You literally eat people. Oh, I thought health. that was the one where you have the blade arm. Yeah, and it's all like bloody and gory. The whole game is based on blood and gore. And but when you compare that to Mass Effect, you're like, these are not not the same. They shouldn't be rated. But doesn't same. Mass Effect have a sex scene? Mature. Like an ins what? doesn't Mass Effect have like if you do a certain storyline, can't you like bang one of your your? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, think that was the campaign on Mass Effect Three. Yeah, you could bang one of your like. I'm pretty sure in all of them you can bang someone. I'm pretty sure there's a sex scene in every Mass Effect. I never really got. Uh, I, I never really played. I never played the campaign. I always played multiplayer. I never really played Mass Effect. Don't judge me, but I never really got into it. Judgment. But I know that there's gonna be tons of judgment on this episode. But oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I never really got into it. I just didn't like. I, I it wasn't my style of game. But I understand that there's a difference. But I mean, it's just it's so tough to like to justify like why a game's rated m right because like there's so many yeah, exactly. games coming out nowadays like well, i mean Fortnite. well the thing is like everyone every look I, I think it's safe to say everyone who games has played a call of duty i mean fortnite's t really fortnite is rated t for teen hmm. is fortnite suited okay. the first question when i googled it fortnite esrp rating is Fortnite suitable for seven-year-olds? <laughs> That's the first question? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, Fortnite's a kid's game. I think uh, that that goes into a lot Violence. of uh, a, a larger issue of whether or not you should let your kids be exposed to weaponry, but that's a whole other rabbit hole that we I are mean, not going to go down. I mean, if you look, I'm, I'm just spending... A whole whopping less than a minute on the ESRB website, which is the Entertainment Software Rating Board. I mean, literally one of the tops is Tools for Parents, and I clicked it, and it says Family Discussion. Like it gives you like how to talk to your kids about video games. So like parents That's are just awesome. parents are just lazy and neglecting the thought of like, hey, maybe I should just talk to Billy or Frankie. I think Frankie was the neglected one. Frankie is the one that doesn't have COD. So Frankie, talk to Frankie about his video games. Like, hey, Frankie, like, let's chat about this, right? Because you can, like, it's just, it's it's doable. You can talk to your kids. Yeah, I, so, I, I know now, it's a newsflash, parents. Now that you said it, though, I want to I pull a quote, though. I, wanna, so I, like I, I know it's a newsflash, parents, but your kids can talk, and they're, they have vocal cords, and you can discuss video games with them and be like, hey... Here, Here's, here's the fun part, though, is um, I'm going to pull a quote from one of the people I asked, and it says, you don't want your children learning about sex and violence from a video game. That's a conversation that parents need to have with children first. The real question is, though, if, if you're going to talk about sex and violence with your children, should that be at puberty? Should that be at 18? When should that be? Because that's a very dramatic difference in a kid's life. you gotta, you got to remember, the, for a kid age one to 18 that that's puberty and 18 is half their life so for them to wait you know eight plus years for them to play a game to, to play a video game it's kind of ridiculous but that's each parents that's each parents prerogative but on the esrb website i'm just throwing this out there i literally typed in mass effects that was one of the games we were talking about mass effect the original one i think i don't know is rated m 
for mature and like you could just be like oh it's rated m that's it that's all i know i don't know why it's rated m bullshit it's right here blood language partial nudity sexual themes violence boom literally just look up the game and fucking research it parents go in there and look i'll, I'll to do me a favor pull up either either call of duty modern warfare or call of duty warzone and i want to see what the descriptions are on that game because there is a lot of there, there's a lot of skins blood. in that game that are very sexualized. Warzone. Blood and gore, strong language, suggestive themes, use of drugs, violence. Suggestive themes? Probably like the, the skins that are a little tight. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Is like, How do you as a parent understand that and go, oh, my kid shouldn't be seeing Mara in a tank top? <laughs> Everybody should see Mara in a tank top. <laughs> but it's just you know there, there I, I feel like there's no clear line you know my dad keeps asking me when he should you know let my brother play the next level of gaming and i don't know it's there there's no clear line but my brother has been exposed to a lot more than i have when i was his age when i was his age like my whole world was tag like, I wanted to play tag with my friends at recess. That was my whole world. Now his whole world is his his iPad or, or his Kindle or whatever the hell it is. His touchscreen technology. And, you know, I think <laughs> they're, they're very different lifestyles. And, and there's no real way to judge that, no matter what. No, because each parent should know their kid. I shouldn't be the one to tell somebody. Like, if a friend that has kids came to me and said hey my kid's five years old what do you think of them playing this i don't fucking know i don't know your fucking kid there was a comedian that once said and i i know this is totally just left field right now but i'm just gonna throw it out there there was a comedian that once said people always come up to me and ask me for travel advice and i don't fucking give them travel advice they say you travel all over the world where should i go and he goes i don't fucking know i don't fucking know you that's a personal thing, and that's a personal choice. I know what I like. I don't fucking know what you like. If a friend came to me and said it, I would know. But I don't know your kids. I don't hang out with your kid daily. I don't hang out with your five-year-old. I'm 30. I'm not hanging out with a five-year-old. I don't know your kid. You should know oh, your yeah, kid. Exactly. And, and I can tell, I, I will be more than willing, if somebody came to me right now, right now, walked in my apartment and said, hey, my kid's five years old. And I want to know if they can play Warzone. I will sit down and say, here's the deal with Warzone. There's violence. There's shooting. There's guns. They're going to hear voice comms from other people at some point. And some of the skins are a little suggestive. And there's a few drug-related things in it. Like drug-related skins and drug-related stuff. And like the single player's got some drug-related stuff in it. And smoking and all that. With that knowledge, you go forth and you make the fucking decision. Do you want to watch me play it? Sure. Watch me play it. Here's my Twitch channel. Here's the game. I'll load it up for you. Do you want to play around? I don't give a shit. But you need to decide. It shouldn't be anybody else's prerogative to decide whether or not at a certain age a kid should be able to play video games. Yeah. Um, this is where we transitioned into the next interesting topic that's uh, closely related is streamers. So here's the thing. If 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 you're a content creator, oh, I gotta stretch to fuck some people up in this one. 
If you're a content creator, it's a safe bet. You either have content on YouTube or Twitch. I'm family friendly. Debatably, these are the two biggest platforms when it comes to gaming. Now, both of these platforms both have settings that you can make it either child appropriate or not. Mm-hmm. You click in Twitch, you click your account to either be an 18 and up account. Or in YouTube, you can make individualized videos 18 and up or not. Now, we're not going to go into all that because we have in the past. But the real struggle is parents making accounts for their children. This is something that, that extremely agitates me. Because those buttons mean absolutely nothing to make it adult or child friendly. Absolutely nothing. Because I... I I don't know anyone who makes a child account actually child appropriate. They're just like, yeah, you can see what you want. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that make strict children's accounts. But like most people, they just, they set it up. They let their kids roam the internet free. And me personally, like I have a 18 and up Twitch account. There are still plenty of children who end up in my Twitch stream. I don't know why. And I don't make my account 18 and up because i play any sexual games i don't do it because i say anything sexual i cuss sometimes and i i vape and i drink and that's why i figured it's the safest way for me not to get banned that's it you know i'm not i'm not exposing children to anything horrible right but this is this is this is this is what bugs me is when parents freak out on YouTubers or streamers for for cussing or drinking or smoking. That pisses me off. Cause this is this is my life. I can do what I want. I can say what I want. It's mm-hmm. your job to figure out whether or not your kid should be viewing content like this. Sure. I mean, I uh, it's no mystery that I'm not a family friendly streamer. Uh in no way, shape, or form. Have I ever been family friendly and have I ever tried to be? No, I'm not. So if somebody were to reach out to me, I think and say, hey, I don't like the content you put out. My kid likes watching you. I'm going to say, you know, you need to have a sit down talk with your kid and say, hey, buddy, you can't watch, you know, Growing Pain on Twitch anymore because he's inappropriate or say, hey, the words he says or those actions he does or the things he does on stream, not appropriate, bud don't do them but you can keep watching them or just let it go because i make my content the way i want to make my content you won't go and but, th- and this is something i want to put out there that if you go on the rotten tomato or any website that reviews movies and you look up the deadpool movie and you look at the reviews for it a lot of parents went in thinking oh it's another superhero movie let me take my kid in there and didn't research it and then got mad when there was violence, gore, sex, all this <laughs> stuff. Parents were livid in their reviews because they were pissed off at Deadpool. And they thought that, they, oh my gosh, this is Deadpool and this is the issue and yada, yada, yada. No, the issue is, is that you didn't research it. Again, yeah, you didn't look at the fact that the movie was rated R. Again, it comes down to one thing and one thing alone is that I can look up literally why is Deadpool rated r boom 
Parents Guide. Nudity. Violence, gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs, smoking, frightening and intense scenes. S violence, sex and nudities. It literally has the markings. Deadpool states, I'm touching myself tonight. So, like, it's got all of them. It's got every single thing on this website as to why it's rated R. It's your job as a parent to decide what is appropriate for your kid. It's not appropriate for you to expect people to make things appropriate for your kid. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I want to get into is it is absurdly difficult to make child-friendly content because a, a lot of people on YouTube, when they are uploading their videos, they select that it's not child appropriate just so that they don't get demonetized because the captions say that they said something they didn't. And that can be a huge problem because oh. when it comes to monetizing your videos, like that's, that's how YouTubers make money. That's how they live. That's how they support their families. Like mm -hmm. that's their money. Mm -hmm. And so when they get fucked over by something stupid like that, it just irritates them. So they, they either have to make the choice of making all of their content non-child appropriate or B, pandering to the child audience, which <laughs> you can, there's plenty of examples out there of a lot of a lot of YouTubers who used to make crazy content that was super funny. Like um, me specifically, when I was growing up, I watched uh, like Van Oss and H H2O Delirious, and they would make funny Black Ops content, <laughs> super funny, crazy shit. But in today's world, it would not be monetized at all. It was extremely child inappropriate, but it was funny. I grew up on it. I'm relatively normal. Um, <laughs> but the whole idea is that you can see that switch when people try, when YouTubers try to make child-friendly content. It's extremely difficult. It's because we're not, we're not children. We, we're not, we're not fucking Paw Patrol. We're not making child content. We're gaming making gaming content gaming content is very rarely child appropriate yeah and it's hard I mean, to make a child appropriate when i nothing started should. making youtube videos i knew if i was going to play call of duty it's not going to be child appropriate because i can't physically play call of duty without dropping an f-bomb i can't no, it's nobody impossible can. you can't you've um, seen play <laughs> cod i've gotten way worse than saying an f-bomb on cod I am way but it can worse. Get, you get demonetized. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. That's why I don't but make the, Call of Duty my content. My whole point is that I knew if I wanted to make child-friendly content, it had to be Minecraft content, solo Minecraft content. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even then, even then, I sit there just me playing uh, Minecraft casually with with like my wife or Brett or someone. It's, it's like I'll be sitting there, I'm like, fucking Kuba, you stupid bitch. Mm-hmm. It's. Just casual, casually dropping f bombs, and that's instantly demonetized. It's and yeah, I know you can sit there and be like, "Oh, well, you can edit stuff like that out." It's like, well, guess what? That's ninety percent of the content in Minecraft. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the interesting part. Not me digging dirt with a fucking wooden shovel. The interesting part was me getting blown up by a fucking creeper because <laughs> it was funny. But I cuss, so, um, well, there goes that video. I guess I'll spend another hour recording. This whole right. series got screwed up by me dropping one F-bomb. Right. Well, it's because parents... Nobody wants... We're in a, in a period of cancel culture where it's everybody else's fault but somebody's. 
I'm gonna get really fucking dicey here. Here we go. Every parent wants to blame somebody else for their kids' issues. When I grew up, if you fucked up as a kid, you fucked up and somebody told you you fucked up. And that was your life. That's all you had to do. And they were like, cool, man, you fucked up. They talked to you about it. You know how many teachers fucking yelled at me, screamed at me? The shit I was told as a kid as by my teachers, we get teachers fired, we get teachers canceled, they'd be all over Twitter, YouTube. But me, my teachers told me I was fucking dumb. My teachers told me some fucked up stuff as a kid. I'm not gonna lie. But that's the era I grew up in. And nowadays, if a teacher, if your kid goes to school and is fucking off and the teacher goes, hey, Billy, cut the fucking shit. Nope. Nope. Little Billy's getting, little, that teacher's gone. Not because Billy's fucking off in class, but because the teacher told him to stop. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it lies that the parents don't want to, the parents are all, I'm not, I'm not trying to attack parenting because I think parenting is one of the hardest jobs in the world. And for people who do it right, good on you. But for the people that just have kids and then expect every, the world to revolve around their kid and change for how their kid views the world, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, and if you don't believe us, go on TikTok and find any teacher. Any teacher on TikTok. I guarantee you they have at least one video of a student being annoying and a parent complaining about it. Yeah. Saying it's the teacher's fault. Yeah, 100%. Because parents... You tell, you tell a kid, hey, cut the shit. Not even cut the shit. Hey, calm down, dude. You're acting up, man. Like, what's going on? Boom. Teacher's gone. Teacher's canceled. That's it. Her job's gone. Yeah. Yeah. As if teaching is a is a Easy. great profession to go into as it is. Yeah, it's already a fucked off profession. I don't know why. There we go. <laughs> I'm in focus now. <laughs> Your camera but, just uh, lost on focus. I, I also want to dive into the topic of uh, violence in video games and whether or not that actually makes kids violent. And I'm going to go into this specifically because I have I have an opinion about this. Like everyone, I have an opinion. <laughs> All right. I and sp specifically, uh, uh, there's a lot of debate out there nowadays that, that violence in video games makes children violent. Okay. It's not the violence that's making kids violent. I mean, it's it's the video game. It's the competitiveness. And that's, that's the biggest part about it. I can go and play a casual game of anything. I can play anything. If I'm playing casually, I'm going to have a great time. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be messing around with my friends. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to have fun. Just like me, G me and GP. We played Rocket League earlier today. We had a great time in casual. We were messing around. Even in a couple of the ranked matches, we were just messing around, having a good time. It was fun. But but in a game, once it gets competitive, once it turns into who is better at this video game, you or me, all fun is gone. It is just competitiveness and rage. That's all that's there. And I'm not a I'm not an angry guy. You meet me in the day to day. I'm pretty nice. I'm pretty casual. I'm actually pretty quiet in my normal day to day life. But the second you say I'm bad at a video game, oh it's on. It is on. Like Donkey Kong. 
I mean, but not a single study has shown that violence causes or video games cause violence. No one can prove it. No one can prove it, but they've done multiple. I mean, I'm looking at like tons of studies right now. Two, 1998, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2003 again, 2005, 5, 07, 08, 08, 09, 10, 10, 10, 11, 11, 12. I mean, the list goes on and on with how many studies yeah. they... It, and it, yeah, what, what they essentially thousands. say is there's been thousands of these studies and not a single one has suggested that video games cause violence or cause mass shootings. What they have found is it causes aggression and antisocial behavior. I think, and this is just my opinion, is that it's not so much the video, and this is not a study, and this is not endorsed by any of these studies, and this is just my mental opinion, is that if you don't let your kids get socialization, then they're going to have those aggressive and antisocial behaviors. So if you let your kid come home from high school, middle school, elementary school, and immediately boot up their PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, whatever, whatever they've got, you know, their Xboxes and all their PCs and all that shit, and spend countless hours on it, they're going to be antisocial, which antisocial can come across as aggression because they're just awkward. They don't know how to communicate with other people, but their communication yeah. comes from Black Ops lobbies and Modern Warfare 2, where you could spend five minutes and call the N-word. But... You, if you just say like, "Hey, come home," you got an hour to two hours of video games. Boom. Spend an hour or two hours on video games. Flip it. Now they're out playing with their friends. They're out doing something, riding a bike, going to the movies. I don't know. Whatever kids do nowadays. That's what I did as a kid was ride my bike to the movie theater and watch movies. That was my thing. That was what me and my friends liked to do. That built my socialization skills where I'm not aggressive and not antisocial and not, for lack of a better term, awkward. I know I'm a little awkward, but I'm not super awkward. <laughs> there are some way more awkward people. And I think that it, it comes down again to the parents saying like, hey, time to cut it off. You've got two hours and that's done. And at two hours, go outside. I, I, I just think... I think it all comes back to parents. That's yeah. it. It all comes back to the parents. They need to be more responsible with their kids. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything comes down to parenting, but it's an impossible job. And it's, it's it a tough be difficult job to actually I, I, figure I, it out. I don't doubt that parenting is a tough job. I'm not, I, I would like to formally say, I don't think parenting is an easy job i think it's tough and i respect every mom dad aunt uncle grandparent who who takes care of their kids i appreciate every single one of you and and people wouldn't be who they are today without their parents but for the ones that do it fucking wrong need to figure it out and the ones who do it lazily where they do it by here's the ipad here's the here's the xbox leave me alone I've got my life, and you've got your life. Here's the Xbox. Go away. That's such a huge part of of parenting nowadays is, like, just leave me alone. Because everybody, and I understand it. I get it to an extent that every parent wants to have their job and their career and their mentality and their day, right? But at a certain point, you got to sit down and be like, hey, and you got to parent. That's, that's just, I don't know. That's my 10 cents. 
I just I don't even know how to how to word it really. I just think it's uh it's it's impossible not only because parenting is ridiculously impossible, but also because of how much the the world has changed and specifically right now kids will say uh in in we'll say eight to eight to 14. oh they're roughly. living in a way different world they're that that's a completely different world because of covid and and now i said the word covid so now there's going to be a little covid bar at the bottom of the video and don't they, worry. their world is completely changed now because I, it revolves around staying inside playing video games being on their phones or tablets or whatever and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there are great parents out there that are are doing great things with their kids, keeping them safe, and and but still being able to do stuff and reading books and all that. But this is going to be a completely different generation. The the just in just that like four years, the the generation that grew up with technology their entire life, and the generation that's growing up now during COVID, that's going to be completely different. Oh, 100 percent. And it's. There, there are like three different things making life impossible or parenting impossible. <laughs> Only one of them is actually parenting, and I, I think that there's there's no level of of parenting that will properly adjust to formulating kids that that grow up well and like socially and and everything. And especially when you think about the fact that most jobs nowadays are tech related. You know, uh -huh. uh, uh, growing up, I wanted to to be a streamer, or, or I specifically wanted to be a YouTuber. Ended up becoming a streamer because of the the people I saw playing video games on YouTube. I wanted to be like them, and nowadays that's such a larger field of. Well, I I don't need to go to college, or or I'm going to go to college for for computer or whatever, you know. Everything's so tech related. How do you how do you put a restriction on your kids? Tell them, oh, you're only allowed to have an hour of computer time. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, you do raise a point. You definitely raise a point. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't have a flip side <laughs> to that. That's 100 percent true because everything is tech driven nowadays. It's phones and it's tech and it's money and it's it's, it's. I mean, to an extent though, I mean, monitoring your kids, I guess, intake on that computer would be. a a point instead of letting monitoring them, the content and monitoring the content that they're absorbing you know it's e I, I mean, think that's the the point that i'm kind of getting at too is um ma mean, make accounts for your children and make them child appropriate make, don't give them an 18 and up account don't give them an 18 up account and don't let and don't just send them to their room being like hey you know hey here's the here's your here's your laptop here's your macbook go to the, go to your room and then they're just like Okay, cool. And then they're just sitting there, like, you know, doing whatever by, you know, because they have access to the laptop and internet and no restrictions. Like, actually have them downstairs. Don't have them just sit there with their headphones in listening to, to video games and money and, and playing all this stuff. Like, you give them your debit card and you go, go buy V-Bucks. And then they're, you know, watching, <laughs> they're watching whatever. And I feel like parents just want to pawn off parenting on technology nowadays i'm sure there are, are plenty of cases that yeah I'm, I'm... <laughs> i think uh that's gonna have to do it for today's episode i think we've pretty well exhausted this topic 
I, I don't think there's much more we could say about it that would that would further any explanation or or come to a conclusion in any sense. No, there's definitely. <laughs> but uh, thank y'all for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you want us to talk about because we we talk about a lot of interesting things related to the gaming community, and the gaming community is a lot bigger than just playing video games. Let us know what your your opinion is on parents and video games. There you go. And if you're a if you're a parent and you think that you have figured it out, drop a comment below and tell us what your method to managing online content and your kid is. Maybe even if you don't think you figured it out. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe if you have questions like, hey, my kid plays X amount of hours on this game every day and that's all he wants to do with his life. You know, maybe we can give you advice. Let us know. We're curious because yeah. this is a weird age. We're in a weird era of, of everything. <laughs> of life. <laughs> of life, yeah. <sighs> Alright, well. I couldn't even imagine myself as a parent. Like I don't think I could either. Like I think that's, that's the main reason I haven't had a kid yet, you know? Like before, you I, know, before COVID. I'm fucking 23. Like I'm not ready I'm to have a kid, Dude, especially I'm, a mid COVID. I'm 30, and I still think hot pox should, should be considered a food group. <laughs> that right there. That's where the recording's gonna end. <laughs>